If you have your Bibles, you can open it up to Luke chapter 8, and we're going to just go through some scripture, and I love to preach about outreach. I love to preach about serving. This is like who I am. That's what I cut my teeth on, and, and, uh, and I'm pumped. If you don't have your Bible, you can, you know, look along the screen, follow along on the screen, and it says this, he, Jesus, who? The Son of God, God's Son, Jesus, he continued according to plan. He traveled to town after town, village after village, preaching God's kingdom and spreading the message, the message of freedom, preaching the kingdom, spreading the message of healing, spreading the message of purpose. It was according to God's plan. It goes on to say there were 12 with him, the 12 disciples. And then it, it starts to list some other folks. It says there was also some women in their company. Somebody say in their company. Who had been healed of various evil afflictions and illnesses. Mary, the one called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. I love it. Started to give her testimony. It then says Mary. I mean, it goes on. It, it talks about Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Chusa, whatever hard word. Herod's manager and Susanna, along with many others who had used their considerable means to provide for the company. Somebody say provide for the company. I want to preach to you today from the topic in the company of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Look at the person next to you and says, you in the company of Jesus? Come on, ask them that question. Come on, look at the person on the other side of you. If you're watching online, just type in there and say, your, your, your breath needs some company called a mint. Come on, somebody. I'm in the company of your breath right now. In the company of Jesus, Father, I pray that you do something amazing today. Transform hearts. Transform minds. God, let us know that no matter our history, if we haven't dotted all our I's and crossed all our T's or we don't feel usable, God, let us know that today we can team up with you to change the world. You ain't done with us yet. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. In the company of Jesus. How many of y'all are so thankful that the quarantine is over? Come on, somebody. About four of y'all, I'm thankful. My kids, my family was getting on my nerves, y'all. I'm so happy. I, I, you know, it, it was crazy, though, that during the quarantine, more than ever, all-time high deliveries to the house, Amazon deliveries. And my wife has an issue, y'all. It's called infomercials. Stuff would just show up to the house. I'm like, why do we need this? She got weird stuff, y'all. She got the flashlight that go around her neck with two lights while she read a book in the bed keeping me up. She got this pillow that props up a book. I'm saying it's a special book propping pillow. Just use one of them little ones from downstairs. All this DoorDash showing up. I'm like, guys, kids, there's food in the refrigerator. Why y'all keep ordering DoorDash? We didn't cook Maya, my youngest, it don't matter what we, what we cook, DoorDash just showing up. I'm like, how'd she get my credit card? <laughs> so many boxes being delivered. I, I, I was thinking about that and, uh, as I was preparing for this message, and I realized that, man, more than ever, I did a little research, more than ever during the pandemic and on the other side of the pandemic, people are getting deliveries to the house, DoorDash, Amazon, FedEx. Come on, somebody. You can even go to Costco and get Costco delivered. I want a homemade haircut. Deliver me a haircut. I hate going to the barbershop. I hate it. 
<laughs> and so we, we, we got this little doorbell called Ring. Y'all know, and what it does is it, it rings. It's deep. Not only does it ring, but it take a video of whoever's at the door. And so because all these boxes were being delivered, I started just going. I ain't had nothing else to do. You know, I was tired of Irene, tired of the kids. I just was looking at the video, like, who's showing up? And I see the Amazon truck coming. I get a little happy. I got happy. I kept scissors by the door just so I could open up them boxes. <laughs> so, you know, I got used to, you know, you know, here's Amazon. And I realized that, man, some of Amazon just went crazy during the pandemic. And at first, I could tell it was Amazon because the Amazon truck would pull into my driveway. The driver would get out, had an Amazon uniform on. But something started to happen that I wasn't used to. Then a rider truck showed up, a Penske truck. But the guy got out with an Amazon uniform on. I'm like, I don't know if that's you. Come on, I got a shotgun for that. And then, and then, you know, it graduated. It went from the Amazon truck to the Penske truck. Then regular cars started showing up. Come, come on. I mean, hoopties in my driveway. I'm like, what's, what's up? Who is that? And y'all, I'm telling you, I'm protected of my house. I'm like, do I got to fight? Do I got to throw hands or lay them? Come on. Guy got out of the car, out of that jacked up car, and, and, and came to the door. You know, he ain't had no uniform on. Come on, he had three teeth, one in his mouth, two in his pocket. He was like, delivery. So, me and my homies in here. We'll fight all y'all personalities. <laughs> what happened was is the, the demand was so great to deliver stuff to people's homes. Amazon just started hiring ordinary, regular people, people outside of uniform. That's what I love about serve day. You ain't got to be a pastor to serve people. God is using people outside of uniform. God is using people who aren't religious. God is using people who don't know hermeneutics and homiletics and Hebrew and Greek. God is using your story and you can show up and be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus, even though you just got saved last week. You don't have to know scripture and know that, you know, uh, you know, unfold revelation. I love the fact that God is in the business of using unqualified people. And what it encourages me is God doesn't use me because of me. He uses me in spite of me. And maybe you've dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's, but I haven't. Come on, somebody. I got some history that I can't believe that I still get to team up with Jesus to change the world. And this side of the room might be holy rollers, but this side of the room, is there any old come on people that used to be in the club and used to come on somebody and have a history and a story that you can't believe that God uses ordinary, regular people to do extraordinary things. Because why? Because homeless people need deliveries. Broken people need deliveries. Single moms need deliveries. Divo people on the verge of divorce need deliveries. People who are hungry need deliveries. And they don't need church people to show up. They need people to bring the church to people. Can I, 
encourage you that before we ask people to come to church, let's take church to the people. I don't go to church. I am the church. Church don't start when service starts. Church starts when service is over. The church was on the beltway this morning. Come on, somebody. The church ate at, come on, at Sizzler last night. The church was in Costco. The church got tracks in their hair right now, the church. The Bible says it was according to plan. I love Luke 8. It lets me know that I'm usable. It lets me know that my paycheck isn't all I strive for. It lets me know that I can get laid off from my secular job. Come on, somebody. But I got a kingdom job. Come on, man. That I get to walk in purpose and destiny. That I'm gifted. That I'm a part of God's plan. Have you ever thought about that? No, 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 no. Come on, Baltimore County. Have you ever thought about that you get to team up with the creator to change the world? I don't think y'all get it. I'm talking about you, broken you. I'm talking about you that think a little crazy sometimes, you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about the person who said, God, I'll never do it again. And then you end up doing it again. And God says, you're still usable, you. Come on. You ain't got seven demons, but you got seven personalities. Come on, somebody. You. You. God, you, you mean me. I can't spell. I got ADHD. You mean me. That's what, that's what Pastor Irene and I feel right now as God is using us all over the, the country because, because of the, the vision here that, that, that we get to pastor, you know, the global, uh, 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 you know, church. And, and Pastor Stevens, I pastor the local church. As we minister to pastors, we can't believe that God uses an alcoholic. Yeah. God uses a food person who used to be 420 pounds. Come on, y'all. Y'all need to pray for me, though. Because Irene can't keep her hands off me. It's a struggle. Can y'all stretch your hands out to Pastor Irene and say, Lord, give her the strength to leave her husband alone for a little bit. God uses us. Is there anybody in Columbia that can't believe that with all, come on, I'm talking about the people that if they put your junk up on the screen, everybody would run out of church. Can you believe that God uses you? Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the club dancing, the ex-smoking. Come on, somebody, to cuss anybody else out. You, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. It was a part of his plan. Mary Magdalene, seven demons in the company of Jesus. Joanna? Joanna was the wife of one of Herod's servants. She, she might, her husband was a little crooked. Come on, somebody. In the company of Jesus? Peter, who would deny him three times? Somebody who would be called Satan, get behind me, is in the company of Jesus. Judas in the company of Jesus. Ordinary fishermen in the company 
of Jesus. Jesus got a company. I'm hired. I'm in the company of Jesus. Why didn't Jesus just snap his fingers and heal people? Why didn't he part Red Seas? No, he uses people to build bridges. Still a miracle in the company of Jesus. Why? Because God likes to brag on himself through you. My God. He likes to look down from heaven and says, look at how my grace is working. He likes to look down from heaven and says, oh my God. God, look at how the blood of Jesus has covered her. Look, oh yeah, look how grace, come on somebody. Look at that woman, look at that man of God, look at that couple, look at that single woman walking in grace and authority and victory. God says, they're in the company of Jesus. God always uses people to fulfill his plan. Always. How does that happen? Well, the first thought, is there's an ad that's going out next Saturday. See, old school used to open a newspaper and looked in the help wanted ads. Now some of y'all LinkedIn, people looking for you. Help wanted. Somebody say help wanted. Help wanted. This is how Jesus operates. He wants help. It's called the Great Commission. The Great Commission. He said, go and make disciples. Go do outreach. Go outside of the four walls of the church and be the church. He says, I've already built my church. Now I'm looking for some people to be the church. And if, here's the thing. If we don't go outside of the four walls of the church, it could be like we're fishing in an aquarium. How weird would it be if you rolled up on, my, on me in my house and I'm in my house trying to catch fish that are already caught? Y'all be like, that's strange. It is. That's what happens when we don't serve lost people. That's what happens when, we don't, when we're not a part of serve day. That's what happens when we keep all of our gifts and talents to ourselves. It's like fishing in an aquarium. But God commanded in this great commission for us to go to lost people, for us to go to white people, for us to go to black people, for us to go to poor people, for us to go to Hispanic people, for us to go to single people, for us to go to married people, for us to go to homeless people, us to go to rich people go and make disciples and be a part of this heavenly door dash that's delivering food water shelter clothing and care to lost people help wanted in Ephesians 2 1 it says God does both the making and the saving. He, he creates us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work that we better be doing. When he called the disciples in Matthew 4, he rolled up on them, they were fishing. Come on, somebody. In my story, they were about to have a fish fry. That's the only way you fit. I don't understand people that fish and throw them back. Every fish caught supposed to be in a pan in some oil. Not oil, oil. Where y'all at? With some hot sauce and some home fries on the side with some green peppers and onions. Come on, somebody. Seasoned to perfection. We ain't throwing nothing back. They rolled up on the, 
the disciples fishing. Jesus says, I'm going to use that. He says, actually, I, I just want you to change what you're doing it for. I want you to change your reason. Well, what I've come to learn that if we're working out the purposes of God, you see, the disciples were in a season of not catching anything. Jesus rolls up on them and be like, no, no, I want you to fish for me. They're like, okay, Jesus. Immediately, the Bible says, they left their nets at once and followed him. And later on, we see that when they're fishing, they're not in a see-nothing season. Which says to me that if I change my purpose, right, God could change my paycheck. Let me say it this way. If I change my reason, God could shift my season. You are on assignment for the kingdom. You're not at work working. You're at work worshiping, asking God, who am I supposed to serve today? Who am I supposed to minister today? God, what, what, does it, what sicknesses am I supposed to heal today? Who am I supposed to encourage today? Because I work for the company. That's why it don't matter what the people at your physical company do. You work for a spiritual company. Years ago, I was 16. I had the best job ever. Taco Bell. Come on, somebody. This is when Taco Bell, yo, Kato, Taco Bell. I'm telling you right now, Taco Bell, there's something special about the hot sauce at Taco Bell. It just hits different. And I remember the first time I tasted a chicken Mexi melt. That's with the chicken on the, on the soft shell with some cheese, with some tomato. And then you put the hot sauce. I'm telling you, it's like a filet taco. It's like lobster. It, it feels like it's just good. And so I consumed it so much when I was 16. I was like, I'm going to work there. Come on, somebody. I ain't work there because I needed a job or money. I wanted free. Come on, somebody. Tacos. Any of y'all ever did that when you was younger? Come on, then I could give everybody who was connected to me the hookup. Y'all come on through about 3 o'clock. <laughs> so I got a job at Taco Bell. I had my badge, had my uniform. I was back there, you know, you know mixing up ground beef and seasoned, adding my own stuff. My Taco Bell was special, y'all. I'm telling you, I would bring seasonings from home and just throw it in there just to see <laughs> how it worked out. And there was this day, it was slow, it was on a Saturday, it was slow. So the manager came and started sending people home, and, and I, wanted, I wanted to go home. I was full. I wanted to go home. Didn't send me home. Send everybody else home. Then a church bus rolled up. Uh-huh. The church mama's on it, hungry for Taco Bell. Pat! Problem is, is, it was only me and one other guy still there. All of these people to serve. Not enough people to serve them. Because I was full. Come on, somebody. I wanted to go home. So guess what I did? I prayed to the Lord and asked the Lord, hey, Holy Spirit, what should I do in this moment? I did the opposite. All these people walked in line. I took off my shirt and rolled out. Come on, somebody. Don't judge me. God has redeemed that story. And don't you dare post and says, our apostolic pastor is crazy. I am and so are you. I rolled out. Nobody to serve. All those people. You know how many people have rolled out of church? Because they got full themselves and not realize that you can't, you, you can't keep for yourself. God fills you to fill others. He blesses you to bless others. He serves you so that you would serve others. And so many people says, you know, I'm on the prayer team. I'm on the usher team. I'm on the park. I don't need to show up. That's for the outreach people. Uh-uh. I've learned 
that when you serve others, God serves you. I've learned when you stay in the game, when you answer the help wanted ad, God helps you. He blesses you as you go. You find purpose and value and significance and working for the company of Jesus, not just consuming church. And God, give me more. And worship, give me more. He gives you more so that you can give away more. He gives you more so that you can forgive people that don't deserve to be forgiven. He gives you more so that you can walk out and work out the kingdom purpose at your job. When God gives you, he doesn't want to just give something to you. He wants to give something through you. And I'm telling you right now that if you keep serving God's people, God said to Zerubbabel, if you serve my house, I'll serve your house. Can't walk out. The Bible says in Acts 1336. One of my favorite scriptures because it's short. I can't read like I ADHD. Come on, somebody. I don't do the Bible in a year. I do the Bible in 10 years. <laughs> it says something very specific. David served the purposes of God in his generation. I want it to be said of me. You see, on your tombstone, there's two dates. The day you were born and the day you die. And between those two dates is a dash. What do you want your dash filled in with? I want my dash filled in with, when it's all said and done, Jimmy served the purposes of God. He didn't live for himself. He lived for others. Help one. How do I be a part of this company? I realize this. It's help one. What's the next thing? Hands open. Come on. Everybody do it like this. Put your hands open. Just throw your hands in the air and wave. Uh, hey, hey, uh, I'm 50. I'm almost 50. I can still dance a little bit, but only I can only dance from my waist up. I don't know. When my legs get involved, it gets weird. I'm a seat dancer. Come on, y'all. Unless it's the old cabbage patch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can do all. Hey, the wop. Where my wop folks at? Roger Rabbit. Uh huh. Some of y'all don't know what that is. I'll do it right now. Irene's like, no, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to sweat too much. Ain't nothing with a big dude starts sweating. Just. It don't stop. Look at your hands. Some of y'all hands need lotion. Look like you've been juggling powdered donuts. Come on, somebody. Ashy. No, no, no. Those lines? No one has those lines like you. You are not a carbon copy. You did not come off an assembly line. Come on, look at them. What God put in your hands... He didn't put in nobody else's hands. You, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says you were wrought in secret. Before, you, before your parents gave you a name, God gave you a purpose. He had a kingdom conversation with you. He said, for, you, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. You got gifts. You got talents. 
You got abilities. You have an anointing. Come on, Baltimore County, even you. You're anointed. Columbia, you are anointed. You have gifts. You have talents. You have skills. You have abilities. God says that we are his workmanship, created to do works for Christ Jesus, not for ourselves. Somebody look at your hand and say, this belongs to God. The gifts in my hand belongs to God. The, 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 the earth is the, is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This don't belong to me. Come on, one of the greatest fish fries in history. Little boy showed up with his lunch bag. <laughs> a Popeye's fish sandwich with an extra filet and four extra biscuits. We'll call that two fish and five loaves. <laughs> the Bible says that 5,000 were fed. It wasn't 5,000. They only counted men. So if you do the average of the family, there's 20,000. What I'm trying to figure out is how in the world When the disciples realize that those people were hungry, and Jesus looks at them and says, I ain't feed them, you feed them. How in the world? Theologians say that boy was probably four. How do they find a little boy with a lunch? What was recognizable about his gifts that they realized that Jesus could use it? Someone's like, I got gifts. I don't know why I can't get the job. I got gifts. Come on. Some of y'all single people are like, look at me. I don't know why I can't get a man. See, my mama, when she fixed my lunch, we was po-po. We weren't just poor. We were po. We couldn't even afford the other O and R, y'all. We were po. That's why I got ADHD. I couldn't even afford to pay attention. I'm telling y'all right now, we were poor. You know what she would do on my lunch? Jimmy's lunch. Because she had sacrificed for that lunch. And she didn't want nobody else to take that. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Shit. My mama wasn't creative. She would, like, some of the mamas, y'all, little heart on the bag, you know, drawing a little figure, you know, have a good day. My mama was like, Jimmy's lunch, don't do nothing dumb. What do you think that mama wrote on that boy's bag so that the disciples could recognize that it was usable? He probably wrote on the bag, this belongs to the Lord. Could you imagine if you lived your life in a way that said, God, these gifts, these talents, these abilities, these skills, this anointing, it belongs to you. You can't hold on to it because you didn't give it to yourself. Come on, Columbia. This belongs to the Lord. And some of us, we haven't gotten the promotion. We haven't stepped into the fullness of who God's called us to be because We think we did this. We think these gifts belong to me. Come on, somebody. Mine, my five, and no more. This is just mine. I I, I did all of this. I I went to school. I I graduated. I, I got the A's. No, 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 no. He gave you the brain. He gave you the mind. He gave you the opportunity. He gave you, matter of fact, at every campus, could you just for a second thank 
God that he gifted you. You may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. Is there anybody that says, you know what? I'm going to take about a 30-second praise break and thank God for this gift of my house. I may not have the car that I want, but I'm going to be thankful at the one. God, it belongs to you. This heart belongs to you. This mind belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. Hands open. Years ago, I, uh, when I started our church, I hired this marketing company from Canada. And the guy who owned the marketing company was a game maker. And he told me the story about a guy in his company who had made this game called the Category Game. Can y'all put that up on the screen? The Category Game. At every campus, the Category Game is amazing. And the, here's the object of the Category Game. They give you a dice. Die. Two things. And, you know, you get your turn, but then it has a letter on it, A, B, C, D. And then you pick a category. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Then on every card, you got to write down words that start with that letter. It's a category game. Amazing. So they were all excited about the category game. Man, we're going we're gonna to release the category. The category game is going to sell like crazy. The category game is going to be amazing. The category game. They release. Come on. Unveiling the category game. Barely no sales. The contents were amazing. The strategy was amazing. The game was, it was sacrificed for. There's a problem. Category game wouldn't sell. The category game sat on a guy's desk for two years. So the guy that I know, his name was Brian Rollins. He said, can I have rights to that category game? The guy was like, sure, it ain't worth nothing. Gave him the rights to the category game. The guy took a year, looked at it. Didn't do anything to it. But he said, I think it's just not been labeled properly. So he took the category game. Didn't change anything inside of the box. What changes was who it belonged to and what you call it now. Uh-huh. And so now it's the categories game, and the guy is a billionaire. Why? Because it didn't belong to him. It changed the name. And many of us are wondering why our gifts and our talents and our skills hasn't gotten to the place because it still belongs to you. And if you give it back to God, come on, somebody, he will write on it in blood and it will say covered and it will say bought and it will say redeemed and it will say free. I dare you to say, God, I give you my talents, my skills, my gifts. God, you got this. I'm covered. Can somebody shout? I'm covered. Can somebody shout? God ain't trying to change. God, the gifts that God gave you are good enough. Whose name's over it? Yours or his? Open hands. I don't work in the kingdom of God. I help wanted. Hands open. Next one. Hearts soft. Hearts soft. Hearts soft. Hearts compassionate. Hearts broken for the things that breaks the heart of God. Not judgmental hearts. Not judging people because they sin differently than us. 
hearts that are soft for broken people. When I started our church in 2012, I had a dream from God. It was a conviction. And in this dream, and I've told this to, to, our, to, our, to, our, to our church before, but I want everyone to hear this. Because in that dream is a part of the dream of Union Church. In that dream, I was in court. I was on trial. Different kind of court. God was the judge. Jesus was the prosecutor. And I looked up in the stands at the jury. And the jury was different. The jury was, a, was an African kid from Tanzania. A Tanzanian little boy who had to walk three miles to get water for his family every day. And the jury was a single mom. Her name was April. I'll never forget this. And all she wanted was, you know, positive male role models for her son. And the jury was a racist dude. And the jury was a homeless dude from Baltimore City. Now, what's at stake is my interest in heaven. Crazy courtroom. This is a dream. Not your dream, my dream. What's at stake is I'm either going to go to heaven or hell. See, I was the kind of Christian that spent my whole life trying not to sin. <laughs> trying to be good. Trying to do it right. And I realized that you can spend so much time trying not to do something that you forget that being a part of the body of Christ is actually doing something. The Bible says that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. That means when I do something, somebody else gets set free. And so here it is. I'm about to go to heaven or hell. And, here, and, and Jesus looks at the jury and looks at April and looks at the racist dude and looks at the, the little boy from Tanzania and looks at the homeless guy and says, on earth, did you ever know Jimmy? Did he serve you? Did he sign up for the outreach? Did he live for himself or did he live for others? And one by one, they started saying, I never knew Jimmy. I never knew Jimmy. I never knew Jimmy. I never knew Jimmy. Jimmy lived for himself. Jimmy never showed up. Jimmy didn't live an overhanded life. Jimmy didn't have a soft heart. And Jesus looks at me and says, well, I know you preached. I know you traveled. I know you laid hands at the altar. But if they never knew you on earth, I can't know you in heaven. And there was my conviction to build a church around serving lost people. Simply put, if I didn't serve them, Christ wasn't going to serve me. That's my dream. And that's how my Holy Spirit has to speak to me harsh like that. So I had to keep a soft heart. I had to keep a soft heart in the racial climate. I had to keep a soft heart in the political climate. I had to realize that there's no such thing as justified unforgiveness. I had to serve people who wouldn't serve me. I had to forgive, forgive people who don't deserve to be forgived, forgiven. I'm down your road right now. I had to make that phone call nobody else wanted to make. I had to give over and above my tithe. Come on, Columbia. Come on, Baltimore. As our hearts saw, Jesus says this, that when I looked at the crowds, I had compassion on them 
And then I saw them as a sheep without a shepherd. Do we have compassion? Because unless you have compassion, you, you don't look at people like sheep to be led. You looked at them like a problem to ignore. Broken people on a problem to ignore. You know what I've come to find out? The people that don't like me the most or the people I'm called to love the most. Love has to look for friction and fracture. We'll serve people. I'm not going to say, oh, McDonald's is hiring. Y'all can get a job at McDonald's. You don't know their trauma. We don't know their story. I just want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I love how scripture says, when I was hungry, union fed me. Nope, you. When I was thirsty, my church did it. Nope, you. When I was naked, the Red Cross covered me. Nope, you. When I was sick and in prison, the prison ministry visited me. Nope, you. You. Look at the person next to you and says, you, you. Yeah, yeah, even you. So y'all want to do that? No, no, go ahead and do it. Hey, you, you. Come on, every campus. You, you, you. God wants you to be a part of the company. God wants you to serve lost people. God wants you to have the opportunity to allow his anointing and his glory to come through your hands. You, you, insecure you. You with anxiety, you. You with a history, you. You might not have seven demons, you just got four personalities, you. You, when you did it for the least of these, Jesus says, you've done it unto me. Oh, you, in other words, that when you serve people, you make me look good. You make people have hope in Jesus Christ who are out on church. You, you, I've learned that if, if our hearts are not moved with compassion, our hands and feet won't move in action. You. I don't like that lifestyle. Serve. I, I don't know about you. I've never changed anybody by judging them. <laughs> Judgment has never changed anyone. What's changed them? Jesus. What if you are the only Jesus that they will ever have an opportunity to see? What is their description of Jesus through you? Us. The last one is history accepted. See, me and Irene, actually where we met 23 years ago is we were both headhunters. Our job was to find jobs for computer consultants. And that's why Irene found me. Come on, somebody. And you know what? We used to go through tons of resumes. Tons. And the better history was actually the better chance they got a job. Come on, on a, on a resume, it's like you got to list every job that you had, except for me that year when I was 17 and I had seven W-2s in one year. It means I had seven jobs. Y'all don't, I have ADHD. It was hard for me to stay focused. 
And my dad, on the next job, he said, listen, you can't put all those seven on that resume. They won't give you a chance. And I realized that until I accept my history, I really can't be completely involved in his story. In other words, what would disqualify me for man's job actually qualifies me for the kingdom job. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying right now. Is there anybody at every campus? Maybe it's you, but you'll stand up on your feet right now and say, yeah, I got some history, but God can still use me. Is there anybody that says, man, 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 I haven't done? Or if they put my stuff on the screen, everybody would run out of here. But if everybody stands, we can realize that we are all, none of us are qualified. In fact, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And if it had not been for God and his grace and his mercy and his faithfulness, I'm in the company of Jesus. Can everybody at every campus lift your hands right now? and say, I am in the company of Jesus Christ. Come on, look around you right now. You are in good company. Yeah, 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 yeah. History accepted. What I love about church is you don't have to hide your history. How do I know that? Because Mary Magdalene has seven demons. (laughs) She was in the company of Jesus. There was a lady named Rahab. And God kept Rahab. Rahab ran a brothel. And God used Rahab to preserve the lineage of Jesus. There was a God named Noah who was a drunk. And God sent a help wanted. Come on, somebody. Because he needed to build a boat because there was about to be a flood. He didn't even know what There was a God, come on, somebody, named David. Oh, my God, who answered the help wanted. Matter of fact, it said, even with David's history, that he was a man after God's own heart. Is there anybody that is in this place that if God can use them, he can use me? Oh. You know what's awesome about Serve Day? You know what's awesome about church? Is God is still in the business of having plain, ordinary people make deliveries for him. <laughs> Woo! How do I know? Because there was four guys in Mark chapter 2 who saw a paralytic guy on a mat. And the Bible says the house was so full that there was no more room even outside the door. But let Union Church never be a house where Jesus causes the house to be full, but the house ain't full of Jesus. Soft heart, history, accepted. He just put both hands in the air at every campus and says, God, I accept my history because you're covering it with your glory. Come on, somebody. And maybe right now, at every campus, you says, well, pastor, I, I, I feel you. I, I want to be in the company, but if I'm honest, I, I, I've never applied. I've never asked Jesus into my heart. I, 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 I need, I, there's some distance between him and me, and I need him to make up the distance. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you need to be served. Man, I'm going to sign up for serve day, but God, can you serve me grace? Can you serve me faithfulness? Yep, in this moment right now. Oh, you say, Pastor, if you had a big old reset button on that stage, I, right, I would run up and hit it to reset my life to reset my purpose. I want to take the contents that are in this package and let him rename it. 
He can do that right now. At every campus, if there's anybody who has distance in their relationship with Jesus, I just want you to repeat after me right now. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Set me free from me. Heal my history. Help me with my hangups. Father, today, I stop so that you can start. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you got me, that you saved me, that you covered me. And right now, I'm in the company of Jesus. Now, can everybody put your hands together and celebrate all the people that came